Sorry, that's down here. Brilliant. It's great stuff. That's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it is to be um, part of the movement of God that we've been looking at. Um, new people coming to Jesus, people stepping up in leadership, and people being sent out. And uh, it's um, it's not it's not easy, but it's be- it's beautiful. It's the kingdom, and uh, it's it's um, you know ultimately as women who've testified, Jesus is worth it. Yeah, Jesus is worth giving it all up for in order to go into all the world. Um, I just want to share a few thoughts this morning. Probably not going to be hopefully longer than 10 or 15 minutes here. And then we set the room up a little bit differently this morning so we could just worship a little bit more. Um, And um, I feel like just we want to honour and bless what the Holy Spirit's doing in our midst and amongst us as a people at the moment. Um, we, We have to sometimes just really discern when God is doing something and lean into those moments and not miss what what he's doing and so um i just i just want us to um keep our hearts soft and open to what the holy spirit's doing is that okay it's also he's going to play just as i talk this morning that's not to like manipulate you emotionally or anything like that it's just because sometimes the lord ministers on instruments and on in and through song as we've already sensed and known this morning um but i, I just want to say that just I just want to try and help us understand what I think God's doing at the moment. And I want us to honour who the Holy Spirit is. Um, we've been looking at this theme, Spirit Break Out, you know, part of the study of the book of Acts. How the Great Commission unfolds itself. How this Jesus movement spread throughout the world and spread beyond, as Jesus said it would, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. And one of the main things that we've been learning is... Like amongst lots of other things that we want to pattern ourselves is on, um, because Luke is Luke is giving us like when I grew up, sometimes people used to tell me Acts. Is, I think David said this last week, didn't he? Acts is just a history book. It's not. It's not just a history book. It's it's an archetype for the church. Yeah, he's showing us what a a normal, a normal can look like for the church. It's like a revival dynamic at the heart of the early church and how it unfolded. So it's not just a history book we read over just to get like, you know, Paul's missionary journey so we can learn them in RE, okay? It's, it's they're, they're amazing, but it's actually a normal for the church that we're supposed to realize that we've got caught up in as well. And But one of the main things we've learned in that is that we take and that we try to apply to our situation is that the movement was birthed and led by the Holy Spirit. One of the other things we taught, we've taught you is that Luke was a, or sorry, Acts was a two-part series, Luke and Acts. Now, and so what Jesus did, the apostles did. Jesus was birthed by the Spirit. Everyone agree with me, yeah? How, how did Mary get pregnant? She conceived how? By the Spirit, right? How was Jesus led in his ministry? By the Spirit, yeah? How, how Jesus was zero resistant to the Holy Spirit. He was fully immersed. Debbie used that word earlier. Fully immersed in the Holy Spirit, right? So Jesus was birthed by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. And what we see in the book of Acts is, so is a church. So we're individuals. And, um, And God wants us to follow that way. And this morning... We want to take some time, the earth for, to honor the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, we've already looked at Pentecost in our theme already, but we want to do it again a little bit today because it's Pentecost Sunday. But I want us to honor the Holy Spirit, not just in some nostalgic way to look back at 
Pentecost, as amazing as that is. But I want us to think about the Holy Spirit in terms of what he's doing today. Because what we started to learn last week and in the weeks before is Pentecost is a continual outpouring. It's a continual unfurling of who God is by the by the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and David brought this out brilliantly last week. If you were here, he talked about how throughout the book of Acts, we see ongoing outpourings of the Spirit coming upon people, coming upon people groups, coming for certain seasons that God was leading his people into. And every time he did, a new normal, a new normal happened for those people to live in the power and the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And um, of course, God always wants to do this with us every day. Um, I try to say sometimes, you know, I, I never I never like to get out of the shower in the mornings without having my own personal Pentecost. <laughs> just fill me again, Jesus, as the water comes over my head, just flood me, fill me, immerse me, baptize me afresh in the Holy Spirit today. It might seem weird, but it's just my wee ritual. Right? Just, just come and fill me, fill me, cleanse me, purify my heart, and, and baptize me in the Spirit again. So, God wants to do that every day with us, right? Um, but I, I think when we look at church history and when we look at the Book of Acts, there's certain times in history when one people, when, when people become one people, become of one Spirit and one accord for a purpose. And the purpose is the words of Isaiah that we've heard already this morning. To proclaim the good news, to see towns, cities, and nations transformed. And when people come together like that, in one heart and one accord, God wants to pour himself out on a people in order that a new wave of the declaration of the kingdom of God can come amongst people that don't yet know it. That the message that we've been learning about Jesus is Lord can be declared with boldness. I'm reading through Acts again in the Bible one year. I'm struck by the courage of these blundering misfits of fishermen standing before men that they're educated, standing before men they are much more intellectually kind of rigorous than them and looking them in the face and saying, Jesus is Lord. You can, you can tell us to stop speaking Jesus is Lord if you want, but we're still going to, Jesus is Lord. We're still going to declare, well, how can you do that? How can you do that a month after like you've just denied Jesus? And when he was at his most need, you like kind of deserted. How can you do that? You can only do that when the Holy Spirit emboldens you to say Jesus is Lord over and above every other kind of thing over and above every other tie that binds me over every other distraction over every other expectation over every other part of my reputation and status that I want to protect before other people Jesus is Lord the only way you can do that is when we um, is, is when we have the Holy Spirit living inside us and so I feel like just at the moment we are sensing as a church um, and not just sensing but seeing some signs of a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's what I believe. And um, I'm not on my own in that, I don't think. I think think we're witnessing the first fruits of a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our our church, 
uh, along for it not just here obviously across the land and I think it is happening in other parts across the land as well but you know and that's not just because we got lucky <laughs> or something right God's it's all of God's grace but what I would say is we have been positioning ourselves for this for years and years and years all, all, all the conversations all the all the sacrifices all, all the kind of decisions that you make that sometimes don't make sense but you know it's God positioning yourself so you can be a people of one heart and one accord so that the Holy Spirit can come and do something that has not been done in this nation for years and years and years but if it happens and it is happening what you need to remember is a new normal is coming and when the when the tide rises in the harbour all the ships rise or else they sink and so the very personal challenge to each of us today is and to my heart is are you are you ready for the new normal are you ready for what it means are you ready for what it's going to take are you ready for the levels of holiness that it calls us to you're ready to let go of what needs to let go of in order to lean into what the Lord wants to do. Because um, times of refreshing are coming. God wants to refresh the land with his personal, personal presence. And as we come towards the conference next week, and not that that's the be all and end all, but if you feel like the Lord really wants to impart something of heaven in, and upon his people. You know, as people from churches all over the nation will gather with us, and we've got the privilege of serving them and loving them, and create an environment where the Holy Spirit can come and do what he did in the book of Acts again in us and around us and through us for a new awakening of his presence in the nation. That's what we believe. And, uh, and so um, just a couple more thoughts, and then we're going to worship. If, if I said to you this morning, all I really want us to do is to receive a fresh but to honor who he is. Because, and people haven't necessarily done it intentionally, and, and I've been part of it as well, but this, this country and the church in this country hasn't honored the person of the Holy Spirit. They haven't honored who the Holy Spirit is. You can quench the Spirit, you can resist the Spirit, and you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit breathed it all. The Holy Spirit breathed the Bible. Right? So let's not elevate the Bible above the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit wrote it. Yeah? The Holy Spirit breathed it and He brings it to life for us. And so if I was to say, how can I help you think about how to honor the Holy Spirit? Here's three three things begin with P, right? <laughs> honor Him as a person. Right? He's not a liquid. He's not an it. He's a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's God. He's God. <laughs> and um, I like to think, and I think the Bible suggests, and people smarter than me, I think the Holy Spirit is the personified, the personification, the personified, the, the, the distinct personality of the Godhead that kind of embodies, lives the, the love of the Father and the Son. Like when you read particularly the Gospel of John, the love that the Father has for the Son. 
in the love that the Son has for the Father. The Holy Spirit, in a sense, that represents his personality. That's what he brings to our lives. And he invites us into the love that they enjoy. He, he is, God is spirit, John 4. God is spirit, right? And so the Holy Spirit is a person. And so we honor him as a person of the Godhead. That is the one whose job is on the earth, if you like, in this era of time. So last week we remember Jesus was ascended to heaven. The only, so Jesus, this is why theology is quite important, right? Jesus is in heaven now. So when we say that Jesus is here, yes and no. No, because he's in heaven. He came and did a work. And he ascended to heaven and he sat down on the right hand of the throne and the majesty and high. Jesus has finished the work. But almost remarkably and undeniably, or almost un- unbelievably, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus said it was better for him to go so that as he goes, the Holy Spirit could come. And because the Holy Spirit's here, it's the Spirit of Jesus. And so, of course, it feels like in that sense we're right. Jesus is here because his spirit is here but the spirit is the one who is at work on the earth today right? he, he is the one at work on the earth and so we honour the person of the Holy Spirit and then we honour second P he is not just person, he is presence he is the essence of presence itself it feels like and seems like that the spirit is the immediacy of God's personal presence on the earth it's, it's that immediate sense that God is here. That's the Holy Spirit bringing us the love of the Father. The rule and reign of Jesus is manifested. When we talk about the kingdom being manifested, it's manifested through the Spirit. That's how it's manifested itself. So when we say the kingdom has come, we're essentially saying the Spirit is here. The Spirit is at work, bringing the rule and reign of God. And the, the other thing, just when we think about the presence, is, you know, Pentecost was the time, was the feast. So it happened, that's why it's called Pentecost, because it happened at a feast time. It's, it's good for you to know this, right? It happened at a feast time in Israel. And the feast of Pentecost was the remembrance of the law and a celebration of the law that the children of Israel had been given long ago to enable them to be the people of God. So they came together once a year for Passover and Feast of the Tabernacles. And then they came together for Pentecost. Three main festivals a year. And Pentecost was the one that they came together. They all pilgrimed together to Jerusalem. They're a big conference, if you like. They came together once a year. And they celebrated the law that God had given them in order to enable them to be like God. But it was hard. Can you imagine trying to, like, live up to all those rules? Can you, try, can you imagine what it would have been like to try and follow all those laws? And then Jesus came and took our place so that we didn't have to fulfill them all in our own strength. And he gave his Holy Spirit, his own personal presence, who he is, his very nature and character, his personal presence to enable us to walk in his way. That we don't follow things written on stone anymore, but we allow him to write his words on our hearts to become like Jesus, to walk in his way. 
his personal presence poured into our heart and he comes right into the depths of us do you know what some of us think that our spirits are like things that are disconnected to us like the bit that floats around us or something you know like but like you know like we watch the movies like Casper or something and we think like our spirits are this floaty thing around here right disconnected from our bodies no no you're you're not really a body with a spirit you're a spirit with a body that's who you are first and foremost which means that your spirit is the deepest part of who you are the essence of who the part that you can the part that you're driving the car and a song comes on you start to cry and you're like why am I even crying the part of you that sits on a, on, a, on a mountain and is aware of something, the part of you that wants to go outside at night and lift your head up to the stars and go, oh, that's, that's your spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes. And part of you, part of you, when, you when you see your newborn baby, if you've been blessed at God, that's something in you just, oh, what is that? What is that? And that, the deepest, most tenderest part of who you are, that's your spirit. And God wants to come and fill you with His Spirit at the deepest part of you so that your Spirit and His Spirit become entwined, become one, become filled and flooded with His power and His love. That's what the presence of God does. Because God has always wanted to fill everything. He loves to fill. He just wants to fill it all. problem is, so does the enemy. But in the name of Jesus, we overcome the enemy and His Spirit comes and pours in love in order that he might fill all things and so we don't just have hope something new might happen but we have the joy the joy of knowing (laughs) the refreshing of the presence of God himself that's the Holy Spirit in us and finally he is person he is presence he is power wherever his presence is there his power is. That's what we've been learning, isn't it? He is power. The presence and power of God go together right throughout the scripture, even in the Old Testament, right into the New Testament. Where his presence is, there his power is. <laughs> when you went to the, when you went to, into the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle and what would you have found, right? The thing that represented God's manifest presence was the Ark of the Covenant, right? It was like behind a curtain somewhere, right? And the uh, and and but what was in what was inside the Ark of the Covenant? There was some of you who, who know a little bit more about your Bibles might know that there was there was a jar of manna, right? And there was Aaron's there was the there was the rod, wasn't there? What were, what were those things? What did those things represent? They represented the the part of God, supernatural power, supernatural provision. Yeah power of God to bring forth life the things that would have happened with Aaron's raw the budding and the fruitfulness the new birthing all of that kind of stuff right because where his presence is there his power is and for power from the miraculous power for the supernatural and here's the other thing power to endure suffering <laughs> when I look back on my life you know at a particular point of my life it's easy for me to go, you know what, I didn't see the miracle I wanted to see at that particular time in my life. But let me tell you this, it was a miracle that I made it through. It was a miracle that I still like. It's a miracle I can stand through the day and say, you know what, Jesus is Lord. Yeah? 
if, and some of us are in situations where we're longing for the miraculous power of God and we should be and some of us don't know if we're going to make it to the more and, and the miraculous supernatural power of God to endure intense suffering and adversity that, that comes by the presence of God the person of the Holy Spirit enduring us with power from on high and, and, and know this right that the sufferings that we face in this present age, right, are nothing compared to the glory that will one day be revealed because the Holy Spirit is renewing us and renewing us and building his glory into us for that day. The Holy Spirit is person, the Holy Spirit is presence, and the Holy Spirit is power. I just love to honor him in this place this morning. Can we do that? And to ask him to come and to fill us. Right? So could we stand our feet? Let's stand our feet. If you can, if you can. Let's start by standing and feel free to sit if you want. I know we've kind of turned the the, the, the sort of seating around a little bit and it's just to maybe dislodge our thinking a little bit this morning around what's just normal and comfortable to think about a new normal and so maybe it's even in a physical sense disorientating for some of us to sit in a different seat but I just I'd love I'd love you just even if you want to you can feel free to move around at any place or take a step into another place but I just even feel like for some of us this morning it's important just just to adopt a different posture or stand in a different place to receive the Holy Spirit afresh. <coughs> so wherever you are right now, just I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to fall, af- to fall afresh, to come afresh into our hearts, to fan His love in the our hearts again but before before we do that and, and then we'll out of that place we'll worship more before I do that why, why not wherever you are just why don't you just welcome the Holy Spirit and you, know, you can do this in, in your heart or you can do it outwardly but I just feel like some of us have never never even said these words <laughs> I love you Holy Spirit and then, just, just tell the Holy Spirit you love him because the Holy Spirit will bring you to Jesus. Just, just tell the Holy Spirit you love who He is. You love the ministry that He brings into your heart and your life. Just, let's just tell the Holy Spirit we love Him and we welcome Him. Just honor who He is. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love who you are, Holy Spirit. We love what you, what you do, how you administrate the love of the Father and the Son into our hearts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge that you are doing stuff in our hearts as a people. We just acknowledge, Holy Spirit, that you you want to have your way and that you, Lord, have been increasingly just bringing us to a deep place of surrender over these months that we've been together as a church of God 
Thank you that we, we started by trying to hear you, Holy Spirit. And, and as we've walked, that we've just been more and more open to your voice and, and bringing us to this place, God, where we're, we're not sure what it all means. But God, we just want to be filled, oh God. We want to be filled with you, God. We want to walk with you. Lord, we've become more and more aware of our desperation for you, God, that of not walking anywhere or going anywhere without you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you search us and convict us. You pour in love to us. You empower us. You embolden us. And um, so why don't we just reach out to God? And so God, in these moments... Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge what you're doing. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We just want to say that we want to not engineer anything that's not of you, God. We repent, Lord, for anything that we're done in our own strength, oh God. And God, we just ask that right now, Holy Spirit, would you come, would you come a fall afresh, oh God. Fall afresh in this place, oh God. We ask that you would come and flood our lives, Holy Spirit, again, oh God. Flash flood them with your love and with your power. Father, we just thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear. The spirit is not fear. And Father, if we feel fear today, Lord, we just acknowledge it's not of you. Just for a moment, just if you're feeling fear or anxiety in your in your body, I just would love you to speak out. Just, God, I'm sorry, this is not of you. I'm not just just do that for a moment. Just speak out any fear and anxiety that's coming that just, just has got a little bit home. Just speak it out. Just tell God it's not of Him. And God, I ask that now, Lord, you would come because thank you that what your spirit is is of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so, Lord, manifest, O Holy Spirit, yourself amongst us right now, God. O God, I pray that you would flood our hearts, fill us with your peace and presence. O God, we pray in the name of Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And just this is what I just love you to do. Just really, really gently and really appropriately. Um, one of the ways that, that the, the flame is fanned is the Bible says through the laying on of hands. And so, um, if you're if you're comfortable, if you would just love us where we stand, just a very, just very gently and as I said, just just appropriate. Just why don't you place your hand on the person's shoulder beside you? And just say more, Holy Spirit, just fan into flame. Fan into flame. If you're a visitor with us, I'm sorry if that's embarrassing for you in any way. You don't have to um, do that. But if you'd like to just join with us, just love love to pray for one another. It's very biblical. Just pray more. Just just more. Fan it into flame. Fan it into flame. Fan into flame. All over this place, Holy Spirit, just fan into flame. Love, love for you, Jesus. Deep, deep love. Come on.